Hello and welcome to Baker Street, a podcast about books, movies, series and everything in between. My name is Dulce and I'm going to be your host. Officially my first episode of Baker Street. I'm so happy that you're listening. It's a little early than was planned, but I couldn't wait any longer. And since some of the episodes are going to be reviews, I thought it important to talk about rating. Does rating actually help? To answer that question, we need some background. For those familiar with the literary world, the most popular place apart from blogs and YouTube channels known as Booktube is the website called Goodreads. The subscription is free and there you can use tools such as shelves like Want to Read, Currently Reading or Read. You can find a description of the book, different editions, number of pages, editorial, a little bit of the author, and last but not least, and for some people the most important aspect, the rating of the book and the reviews. The same applies to movies and series. There are sites like IMDB, where you can find a description, rating, information about the cast, directors, and so on. When you hear about certain book, movie, or series, it's pretty common that you visit one of these sites to find out more about them, to see some details that maybe escape it from your mind, and most importantly, to see the rate. If, let's say, a book has more negative reviews and a low rating, probably you are going to skip the book no matter what. If, on the contrary, the rating is higher and the reviews are positive, the curiosity gets the better of you. You are going to keep the book in mind, if not getting it and read it as soon as possible. But what those stars mean? Here's where the things get a little bit tricky. Let us focus once more in books. Since the rating for movies and series are more complicated, they consider the time, day of the week, ages, and the list keeps going. The most common system used for rate books is the five-star system. This one is not only used by Goodreads, but by Amazon too. And a side note, this video is not sponsored by any of these websites. It's just a reference. So here are the difference between those two. While Goodreads is called the good guy, Amazon will be considered the bad guy. But really? One star on Goodreads represents an I did not like it, while on Amazon it's an I hate it. Here I must agree with Goodreads, because if I'm not enjoying a book, if I go to the point that I'm hating it, the logical thing to do, at least in my case, is to not finish the book. I'm not going to waste my time on something that is causing me so much trouble. Two stars on Goodreads is an it's okay which I think it's too kind. For Amazon, it's a I don't like it. And here I don't agree with any of those. A two stars book for me is a book that was not for me, that maybe there was an element that caught my attention, but at the end, it doesn't deliver as expected. For Goodreads, a three star book represent an I like it. For Amazon, it's an okay book, so I agree with Amazon. The four stars for Goodreads It's an I really like it, which certainly is my choice, but for Amazon, it's a simple I like it. And finally, the five stars. Well, Amazon marks this one as an I love it, and I totally agree with Amazon. Goodreads go farther, calling it it was amazing. And I keep wondering, really Goodreads? What makes this book so special to call it amazing? But who am I to rate a book? Well. 
That's the question that most of us constantly ask. Who am I to judge someone else's work? What right do I have to give a positive or negative review about the hard work of an author? Here's the thing. When I hear about the book, it's not through the New York Times best-selling list, or in the case of a movie, it's not about the number of nominations or actually awards it won. When my attention goes to a book or a TV series, it's because a friend or my sister or a co-worker recommended it to me. Their opinion is what I value the most because they are regular people like me. And that's why booktube channels are growing so much, because most of them started with regular people who were sharing their opinion, not a professional one, but a personal one about the book they just finished. Most of them are honest and don't let the fact that a free book came their way to interfere with their opinion. Since they are not major channels, I prefer real people, the ones who are not acting in front of the camera, the ones who I know don't get paid for review the book. They expend their own money to buy the book, or the DVD, or the Blu-ray, or the special edition, even when they already have seven copies of the same book, but some are in different languages or different covers. They are the consumers. As a consumer, my rating matters, because it helps to get the product more attention. If I like a book or a movie, I'm going to talk about it with my friends, and maybe one or two of them are going to watch the movie or buy the book. I'm going to write about it on my blog, which has a very small audience, but even those 30 or 40 who read the post, maybe one of them is going to read the book, or if my review is negative, it's probably that the 30 or 40 who read it are going to skip the book because they don't want to waste their money on it. The consumer has the power to help or be against a book, series or movie. We are the ones who are going to buy the final product. We are the ones the authors, directors and actors want to reach. We have power, the power of our opinion. How to manage my superpower? Probably this sounds silly, but we have to remember something important here. Yes, you buy the product and yes, you must let your voice be heard. You can talk about the book or the movie as you like it, tell the reasons why you hate it, but never forget to be kind. It's not right to go against the author or the producer or the director. If you don't like the book, just tell the reasons why you don't like it, without saying what this person was thinking when he or she wrote this piece of crap. Because just like you and me, the author is a person with feelings and insecurities, with problems, and they feel exposed by sharing with the world a very important part of them. And last but not least, they have the opportunity to do something or not. And they took the opportunity. They work it hard and they choose to do something instead of sit for, I don't know, two or three hours to watch Netflix like I do. Baker Street Podcast was produced by me, Dulce Marie. If you have any question or just want to say hi, please send an email at thebakerstreetpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you like the podcast and have a few minutes, please consider leave a review or rating on iTunes. That will help me a lot. Thanks for listening. Until the next episode.